Imagine if that was your focus every single day. Imagine if you had a constant funnel of people contacting you to help them out all the time, never ending streams of referrals coming to you on a weekly basis. Imagine that, you can have it. Hey all you future Forexers, thanks for joining me once again for another episode. I'm Kelly Johnson, the founder of the Forex Formula Real Estate Training Program. And today we're gonna talk about the four best tips to become the best salesperson. Before we get into these four tips, which I know is gonna actually surprise you a little bit once you learn what they are, I think it may be a good idea for you to maybe learn a little bit about my background. So here's some little snapshots of me growing up. I grew up on a farm in a small town in Western British Columbia, Canada, and uh, we were a first generation farm. So there was a lot of financial struggle and I was the oldest child. So a little more responsibility was put on me to help out on the farm and I had chores before and after school, we had a chicken farm and we sold eggs to a grocery chain. Actually, the name of our farm was called, wait for it, Scrambled Acres. That's pretty good, eh? I actually always thought that was a pretty good name. Anyway, we also sold eggs out of the house. So at the age of eight, I was dealing with customers. And when they stopped by to buy eggs, uh, I actually made change for people. I didn't have an electronic till telling me how to much change to give back, right? So I learned how to count back change to people and wish them a good day afterward. And actually counting back change is kind of a lost art now. Some of you have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> so here's a quick explanation. If I sold a dozen eggs for $1.50 and someone gave me a $5 bill, I would count it back. So I'd kind of do something like, okay, $1.50, uh, here's 50 cents, that makes two, three, four, five. And that would count back their change. And, uh, and I'd say, thanks very much, have a great day. So we would call that counting back change. So I became very comfortable with dealing with customers coming in and, and them leaving with a smile on their face. This was my first experience with the transactional part of things and understanding that in order to build trust, it was important to ensure that the customer knew that they were being treated fairly. Counting back change was kind of part of that, right? So then as I got older, I gravitated to the service industry. And I remember working at a gas station and we had a lot of regular customers. At the time, a lot of people were still smoking cigarettes and gas stations were the place to buy them. And after a while, I started to actually memorize the brand of cigarettes that people would wanna buy. And when they walked into the shop, I would just already have them up on the counter and I'd welcome them by their name and I'd ring it up on the till. And that always made those people smile. It was kind of like a little small kind of wow factor, right? And I always talk about the wow factor, but it was in, in, the, in there to those people, that was a, a wow factor for them. And there's people who still actually remember me from those days. Now, why do you think they remember me? I think it was because of that. I think it was because of those little mini wow factors. Now that was the late eighties and kind of early nineties at the time. But then I remember one day, Later on, the general manager of a car dealership across the road from the gas station came in one day to fill up his car. And I just simply said, hey, Bob, you know what? I should be selling cars like you instead of walking around in this monkey suit. I had to wear overalls and stuff back then. And we were a full service gas station. We had to jump to the pump, right? We had, and uh, anyway, he looked at me and he said, why don't you? I'll hire you. And I told him I had no idea how to sell cars. And he told me, put on a nice shirt, and come, come in and, and into his office and see him the next day. And he said, I'll teach you. So I did. I put on my gray suit jacket and my pink tie and, uh, and I went to see Bob. 
and he hired me on the spot. I, and I gave my two weeks notice. And all of a sudden I started in the car sales business at the local Chrysler dealership, which was literally, literally across the street from the gas station. My third month, actually, I was top salesman for that month. And I delivered 12 cars that month. And I eventually moved on after about a year and kind of got out of the business because I didn't really like the idea of waiting for people to come in the door and that whole up system and, and stuff like that. And there were some other things about the business I didn't really like. So I moved on. And the way the car sales business was at the time, also, it kind of bothered me. Anyway, that was my first experience with getting that little, that little rush from the sale, you know? That idea of making more money if if you did a little bit more, right? That feeling of independence and that kind of swagger that happens when you make an achievement, right? And this is where I believe the lessons started. I had no understanding of money. The difference between making a living and success, the thought or idea of being successful had actually never really entered my mind. I just never considered it. That was for other people with more advantages than me. Does that make sense? But I think that's when the seed was planted. I earned more money than I had ever earned in my life that month. That general manager of that car dealership, Bob was his name, had no idea what he did for me. And I'm grateful for that opportunity that he gave me. So anyway, that's a little bit about me. Whatever past you come from, remember there's always a lesson there that you can draw upon, right? Okay, well, let's get to it. The four best tips to become the best salesperson. Best salespeople do four things. Define success, track success, lead alignment, and then lead sequence. Okay, let's start with define success. Number one thing that needs to occur immediately so you establish a platform to create success in your life. The number one thing is to define success. What is success to you? You need to get clear on what you need to financially survive. And then you need to get really clear on what thrive is. You need to get out of survive and get to thrive. The greatest thing about sales is that if you work harder, if you get more creative, if you learn and apply, if you serve well, if you create loyal customers and clients, and if you learn to find ways to be better than your competition, you will enjoy success. You will. And if you enjoy some successes, you start to stretch your brain. You start to see possibilities. You become incredibly empowered by that. Think of this for a second. Once you blow up a balloon and then deflate the balloon, that rubber that you started with is now stretched. It's, it never will go back to the same shape. And that's what happens to your brain. Define success. Make sure you understand what success means to you. And it better be more than survival. It better be more than just paying the bills. Set the bar to a place that, that is more, more than survival, okay? Stretch your brain. By the way, this is your definition and nobody else's definition. This is personal to you. This is your definition, your plan. Now you can engage others that you trust and love and, and bring them into the picture and, and make them understand the plan. That's cool. That's very cool and that's okay. All right, so consider this quote. If you don't design your own life plan. Chances are you'll fall into someone else's plan. And guess what they've got planned for you? Not much. That's from Jim Rohn. It's your plan. And if you don't make the plan and take control of that, then you're just going to float around and not feel any sense of control because there's no ownership to it. We as humans are meant to strive for things. We're meant to do that. That's how we're built. And if we submit to the, to the, to the job mentality, 
then we just submit to all the other things that goes along with that, right? Including what we're worth per hour. And then other rules get imposed on us and implied to our lives, right? If we're in sales, we make the rules and we control the design of our lives. Does that get you fired up? That gets me really fired up. Find success, right? That's the first thing you gotta do. Next, we gotta track success. Define lead measures and define the lag measures. And what the heck does that mean? I've never heard of that before. <laughs> I think that, that, that once you define what success is to you, then you need to break it down to a plan to achieve the success. Does that make sense? This is the goal setting aspect of things. Consider this quote. The reason most people never reach their goals is that they don't define them or, or ever seriously consider them as believable or achievable. Winners can tell you where they're going, what they plan to do along the way, and who will be sharing the adventure with them. That's from Dennis Waitley. Until you've put it down in writing or committed the thought pattern to define what success is, it's a dream. It's a, wouldn't it be nice? It's a, wouldn't it be great? It's outside of you. It's not attached to you. There's no accountability there. It's called wishing or, and dreaming. It's not tangible. Does that make sense? So it has to become real. And it becomes real when you first define what success is for you to thrive. And this is going to change, by the way. Over time, it will change. And that's totally okay. But commit to that destination. Commit to that. And it may be just your first destination. And then you set another one. Does that make sense? The journey of discovery along the way is actually the greatest part about this. So you have to embark on the journey. Get into momentum. Get into motion. But you got to track things along the way. You got to track it. And this is where the lead and lag measures come in. You must measure along the way. You need to know the benchmarks and you need to have measuring sticks to keep you in your lane. And this is non-negotiable, okay? You gotta keep score. You have to know the mini goals along the way. And you gotta you got know whether or not you're on track. You need to know when you're staying somewhere too long, getting too comfortable. You need to be aware of when it's time to rev things up again, right? Part of your week has to be devoted to recording the stats. You need to know where, you're, where you are going and you need to know when you're off track and you, and you need to know when you're going down a path that is less fruitful for your business. Now the lag measures, they're easy. The lag measures are the end of the month or the end of the year totals from the many successes that you enjoyed along the way, right? So the commission checks or the amount of deals that completed and paid out on a monthly basis and an annual basis, the gross commission goal, that's a lag measure, okay? These are all lag measures and, and they're, I mean, they're easy to measure. The lead measures are the things that need to be accomplished in order to get the lag measures to happen. Does that make sense? So what are lead measures? Well, in our business of real estate, the first thing is leads. <laughs> What's a lead? Well, a lead is your target market of people that you want to help. People that, that have contacted you in some way or someone that you have made contact with. Something's happened, right? Some sort of interaction has taken place. Record all leads. Every one of them. Next, what does it take for someone to move from lead to client? You have to define that. What's the process? What's your conversion rates? Do you know how many leads it takes to convert to clients? Where do your leads come from? What activities are best for you 
to put your time and energy in, in order to attract more leads? What is the best use of your resources? Then you start to understand that, right? And then what's your follow-up sequence? How do you define the, the now and the soon and the future clients? And how should you nurture your past clients? Clients to get more leads, right? Those past clients will get more leads. What activities bear the most fruit? Keep track of everything so that you know your business. You know where to spend your time, energy, and money in order to meet your lead measure goals and eventually your lag measure goals. Okay, does that make sense? Great salespeople know this about their businesses. Great salespeople are clear with who they serve. Great salespeople measure everything. You cannot change or improve what you don't measure. Does that make sense? Okay, number three, lead alignment. Align with your customer or client, okay? Before I go any further, I have to tell you something about myself. There's something that I hear other real estate people say, or even other real estate trainers and coaches say, ah, and it, and it just, it, it makes me cringe every time. I hear it all the time. And, and it's, and it's like this, it's like the sound of like a dentist drill or nails on a chalkboard or, uh, or the sound of this person's laugh. <laughs> That's kind of funny. <laughs> it's the word customer. Oh, I can't stand it when people refer to our clients as customers. Why would we ever refer to people that we serve as customers? That is horrible. By the way, I simply added the word customer in there so that anyone in sales can watch this video and actually get valued. But if you're in real estate and you refer to people that you help as customers respectfully, can you stop it please? So for the rest of this video, I will use only the word clients. Align with your client. Every client is different, every single one of them. And this is why the real estate prof professional will always be relevant, always. This is where you take the time to get everything in order. You gather information, you create understanding, you set standards. In some cases, you actually train your client how to operate. How are you different? And you, and you, and you teach them how you're different. You treat people as valued clients and inadvertently what happens is you create this solid foundation of trust. You set expectations and you become predictable to them. You bring clarity to the situation and that gives them comfort. And this is what I mean by aligning with your client. You drive the bus, you have a system, you're in control, and you're worthy of their trust. You're competent, and you are the one who will get them what they want. Whether it's now, or soon, or sometime in the future. You're gonna be the one that they contact. You are part of their life and you're part of their eventual plan. And when you invest the time and energy to do that, you create a solid foundation of relationship and, and you're gonna create raving fan clients who refer business to you no matter what stage they're at in the process. And this is where you win. Salespeople always want the now business, but they, they don't understand that now is not always the best time for people to make a major life change. It's totally true. These people need to trust your advice. This is, this is what these salesy people miss. They, they miss out on all of the business that comes from those people. Does that make sense? Now here's a quote from, um, oh, Kelly Johnston. Uh, he's uh, the inventor of the Forex formula. And you may have heard of him. He's kind of a 
kind of a big deal. A lead or a client is worth more than one deal. The lifetime value of that client is something that is hard to quantify. But imagine if you treated every person like they were worth 10 deals to you. How important are they to you now? Think about that. How important are they to you now if they're 10 deals worth to you? How much is one deal? Is it like 10 grand, six grand, five grand, whatever it is? If that one client was worth 50 to $100,000 to you, how do you treat them now? All right, let's move on to number four, lead sequence. Lead sequence. Design the client sequence. The ultimate lag measure or our annual gross income is in direct proportion to the amount of people that we serve, right? Contacts made, leads generated, clients served. So I think you have, you have to agree to me that if we serve more people, then we actually earn more money, right? But here's where the confusion sets in. When we get into more, 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 more mode of thinking, we end up kind of losing sight of the fact that we're dealing with people. And these people all have lives. They all have stresses. They all have a whole pile of complications and variations and considerations that affect their decisions, right? Do you agree with me on that? And after we've taken the time to understand them by aligning ourselves with their needs, wants, and desires, we design a process that's custom tailored to them. And this is how you systematically help people at the level that they need your help. You build value into their lives. You introduce them to people that are part of your team even to help them, right? You create and, and, and you suggest solutions to their challenges and then you stay top of mind. You become really important to them throughout the whole process. You're more than a real estate agent now, right? Aren't you? You become their real estate agent. You gravitate from the real estate agent or worse, that real estate agent to their real estate agent. That's relationship. When you understand the sequence, you begin to experience more people naturally gravitating to the now category, naturally. The soon people and the future people and the past all move into the now category at some point if you know how to focus your daily, weekly, and monthly activities. And this is the magic. This is the differentiator. This more, 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 now, now, now mentality creates casualties. It actually creates loss. You lose more than you can gain. It's like a bathtub with a hole in it, right? The faucets, it's gotta be your time, energy, money, all that kind of stuff has to be on full blast to keep up with the water that's leaving out the bottom of the tub. The soon and future and past clients are all leaving through the hole in the bottom. And the now business is barely keeping up. It's really simple, actually. We just have to plug in the hole and then you turn on the tap when you need to. Does that make sense? That's your lead sequencing. See how important that is? All right, so let's summarize, okay? The four best strategies for salespeople in any business, actually, and real estate included, are to employ these strategies with the end goal of plugging the hole in the tub, right? All right, number one, Define success. And then you gotta track your success to make sure you're on track to what you defined. Then you gotta figure out how to do lead alignment with all of the leads that come in and understand them and figure out which bucket they're in, right? Are they in past? Are they in the now? Are they in the future? Are they in the soon category? Which category are they in? Put them into the right alignment and get them on a program. And then you put them into a lead sequence. 
The old school way of the sales process for the master salesperson before was get leads, get them to buy, write up the deal. Get leads, get them to buy, write up the deal, right? Overcome objections, get them to talk themselves into it. Use tricky sales scripts to fool them into the yes, right? The new way is simply this. Apply these questions and focus on creating the right answers. Why are you relevant to them? What is your value to them? How are you different? Why should they trust you? What can you provide to them to help them through their process? Not your process, their process. There's so many messages out there right now. People are being bombarded by so much marketing messages and they're having to discern all the time what is real, who they can trust, who can they open up to and allow into their circle, right? There's a process that every single buyer and seller goes through and we have to be there to help them navigate through that process. That's our job. This is what we do. Showing homes and writing deals and listing properties and processing deals and negotiating offers, that's actually the easy part. That's expected of us. That's the minimum expectation. The wow factor for them is the wow factor for them, not what we think should be the wow factor for them. They determine the wow factor. Find out what that is for them and then just do it. Make it happen. Successful people are not worried about the business coming in, coming to them. That's Successful people are more concerned about how they structure their days and hours in their calendar to get the most out of their days and affect the most amount of people that they can in a positive way. That's what successful people do. Imagine if that was your focus every single day. Imagine if you had a constant funnel of people contacting you to help them out all the time. Never ending streams of referrals coming to you on a weekly basis. Imagine that. You can have it. You can. Any one of you watching or listening right now on the podcast can have that. And I want that for you. I want that for you. Go to forexformula.com to learn more. Click on the free training. It's free. Just click on it and see if we're a good fit for you. And if you haven't already, please hit the subscribe button below and make sure you hit that little bell so that you get notified when the next video drops, okay? If you take the time to comment below, I promise I'm gonna comment back. Your feedback is really, really important to me. And I, I appreciate you watching and I appreciate you listening on the podcast. And I just encourage you, make a great day. Hey, thanks for listening. I hope you found some value that you can apply right away into your business. Can I assume that you want to be better than average? You want to be a successful realtorpreneur? Can I assume that being in the bottom 80% of agents fighting for 20% of the scraps is not good enough for you? What are your beliefs about successful real estate agents? Is it about spending a bunch of money on branding yourself so that all the people in your area, including the other agents in your area, think that you're really successful? Have you been told the more that you're willing to spend on self-promotion, the more successful that you're gonna be? What about time output? Do you believe that you need to be working 12 hours a day to make a lot of money in real estate? Do you think that it takes a certain ability or personality type to make a lot of money in real estate? What about lots of listings? Do you believe that you need to have a lot of listings to make a lot of money? What about getting leads? Do you believe that you have to pay money for leads or door knock or cold call really well or be a phone master in order to get leads and in turn make a lot of money in real estate? What about social media? Do you believe that people who make a lot of money in real estate are great at social media and that's it? 
Listen, I'm here to tell you, no, these are all false beliefs. The first truth that you need to understand is that any person from any background can make a boatload of money in real estate. The only thing missing for real estate agents like yourself is a workable system infused with knowledge and understanding of every step. Would you like to know how to stir up business when you need it? I call it turn it on the tap. And over time, while building the business, it's along the way to create a massive referral network so you never have to spend time and money to get more leads. That's what I call the dream business. And it took me 17 years of banging my head against the wall applying all of those other strategies that everybody teaches, working 12 to 15 hours a day, spending tons of money on marketing, carrying 30 to 50 listings at a time, and then I figured it out, tested it with other people. And after that, I spent three years building a course to help people create their own dream business. I'm living it right now, and I'm not special. I just figured it out, and I broke it down into a workable plan. Do you wanna know more? Go to 4xformula.com, get the free training now, and just see if we're a good fit. That's 4xformula.com, click on free training. The number 4xformula.com.